Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez back in the place to be with another Blu ray update here on Anchor. Well, the E Society Anchor feed, anyway. Um, this is also going to be a test on how my little mixer is working. Um, it sounds good on my end, but I'm not really sure how it'll all sound once I get it all together or put it all together. Uh, and I also use GarageBand. Um, but feel free to let me know on uh, how I sound. Uh, there's going to be a lot of breathing because um, I don't know how to set these levels. Unless one of you guys out there knows how to uh, uh, definitely hit me up and show me how to work this thing. It is in Alias, Alias, uh, A-L-E-S-I-S, Multimix 4, uh, USB FX. I don't know which model this is. I mean, when it came out, uh, I just picked it up from uh, some guy on Craigslist. And uh, I'm, I'm just messing around with it right now. So I'm putting it to the test with uh, the Blu-ray update. All right. Um, here's the first one. Um, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine this week. Oh, I got a couple more over there, but I'll have to get up and get them in a second. But anyway, all right, here's uh, the first one. This is a film that came out in the seventies, I believe. <sighs> hmm. No, 1978. And this is Cheech and Chong's up in smoke, the 40th anniversary. If you guys, do not know who Cheech and Chong is. Um, you better do something about that because this is something that I grew up on listening to their, their albums and watching a little bit of their comedy specials when I could, where whoever I found out that had them. But yeah, the albums were, uh, I think, thanks to my dad. For those of you that have been listening to the East Society, you know, I give a lot of my props to my dad for him getting into me or getting me into like music and movies and things that he enjoyed. But Cheech and Chong was one of them. And uh, this was, yeah, this is the first Cheech and Chong film that I've seen. I actually saw it on uh, some of it at the drive-in, but I wasn't really sure what it was, so I wasn't really paying attention to it. But um, uh, first time I saw this is when it came out on VHS. So here we go. Warning, for 40 years, this film has been has caused uncontrollable laughter, blurry vision, and strange sense of euphoria. Okay. Uh, here's the straight dope <laughs> legendary comedians Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong took up with infamous director-producer Lou Adler to deliver high, hilarious hijinks in their outrageous film, in their outrageous film debut. Two buds travel from Mexico to Los Angeles, unaware that they, unaware that the van they are driving is made entirely of marijuana with herb in the air and the police on their tail. It's a joint effort adventure that sparks laughs, pushes boundaries and crosses borders for a pipe dream. Come true. Settle down with up and smoke. Oh, I thought this was one. Disc. This is two discs. Uh, the first disc is Blu-ray feature film, special features. Hey, Pedro meet the man up and smoke at 40 includes interviews with Cheech and Chong commentary with Cheech and Chong and director Lou Adler roach clips, Deleted scenes with optional commentary. Light, light, lighting it up. A look at, uh, look back at Up and Smoke. Uh, 
Uh, another feature, feature rat, music, or it's a music video. Uh, Cheech and Chong's The Man Song and Vintage Radio Spots. Oh, this is a Blu-ray and DVD combo, all right, because the DVD is just uh, the film special features, so cool. But, yeah, this film is hilarious. I have not seen it in a long time, but I've seen it in a million, I've seen it a million times, so but definitely uh, something to put in your collection if you don't have it. Uh, the next one. This was a film that came out in 1980. And this is their second film, Cheech and Chong's next movie. I did not know this was on Blu-ray, but when I saw it, I had to get it. This, I think I seen this one uh, a little at the drive-in. I knew who Cheech and Chong were at that time. So I didn't hear any of the dialogue. I remember just looking over and seeing them on the screen. Whoa, they got another movie. And then I didn't see it until actually all the way through until it came out on VHS. But this is a shout select shout. Okay. Shout shout factory started doing these kind of, for those of you that remember the VHS, like uh, Fox selections. Uh, I remember those things. I assume this is their type of deal. But anyway, they're back with more wild adventures. The zany twosome is back for some smoke-enhanced misadventures in this righteous comedy. This time, Cheech must deal with an angry neighbor and losing his job all while trying to score with a sexy young lady. Meanwhile, Chong meets Cheech's cousin, Red, Cheech Marin, in a dual role. And the two buds have a wild time buzzing around Holly, Holly Weird in a bad Ferrari, in a yeah, bad Ferrari. Along the way, the dynamic duo, di, di, ugh, dynamic duo find time for mishaps at a movie set, uh, the welfare office, a hotel, a brothel, a music store, a rich girl's house, a comedy club, the ultimate weed field, and a UFO. That pretty much said the whole movie all in this little synopsis, but right on. <laughs> this outrageous comedy features early film appearances by Paul Rubens, a.k.a. P.B. Ehrman, Eddie, Edie McClurg, Cassandra Peterson. Elvira, she was in this? I, I'm going to have to rewatch this. I don't remember Elvira being in it, but anyway. Uh, John Paragon, Jambi from Pee Wee's Playhouse, and Phil Hartman. Who was Jambi? I remember Jambi from Pee Wee's Playhouse. He was, was the genie guy, but um, okay. I'm going to have to definitely check this out. Uh, special features, new interview with Cheech Marin, theatrical trailer, and radio spots. Very much on this one, but it's definitely something to pick up. And this is a Cheech and Chong's next movie. Uh, sticking it with, uh, well, this is just a Cheech, uh, Cheech Marin film. Uh, this is another shout select. And this is a film came out in 19, I want to say 88. And nah, one year off, uh, 1987. And this is Cheech Marin's Born in East L.A. This time Cheech is not just on the wrong side of the law. He's on the wrong side of the line. Um, This is a new one. Uh, I know this one came out not that long ago. Brand new interview and commentary with Cheech Marin plus rare TV cut of the film with an extended ending. All right, cool. Uh, I have this... Um on dvd and it was just the whatever theatrical version but i remember watching it on tv and it had an alternate ending i didn't know that was the 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 uh, tv cut so cool right on it's got that because uh, the way the tv ended ended way different than how the movie did so but i only seen that ending once i 
kind of remember it, but I'll have to definitely watch this again. Um, where are we? Give us your tired, your poor, but keep Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin writes, directs, and stars in Born in East L.A., a hip, outrageous comedy that's more than, more timely than ever. The story follows Rudy, uh, an American Hispanic descent who's south of the border, looks, uh, looks show. I need to take these things off because I can't see the glare. Uh, looks shows him for no mercy. Who south of the border looks show okay <laughs> shows him no mercy during an immigration raid and an, Im- and an immigrant worker a word uh, of span wait I'm way off on this one sorry everybody um American Hispanics in the south south of the border looks show him no mercy during an immigration raid in an immigrant in a immigrant worker factory all right. <laughs> As his luck goes, he is caught with either money or no. He is caught neither money nor his ID, and is deported to Mexico without speaking a word of Spanish. Unable to contact his vacation and family on his nearly his newly immigrated cousin, played by comedian Paul Rodriguez. Rudy is in for a crazy ride as he tries every legal and illegal scheme to scheme to think. Uh, he can uh, get back home he finds himself in jail and love and particularly insane in this hilarious case of mistaken or rather misplaced identity uh, new audio commentary with director and star chief marin and film historian mark edward heuk a uh, new interview with teacher marin and actors kamala lopez and paul rodriguez extended television cut of born in east l.a standard definition I assume that just means it's a square. Uh, theatrical trailer, photo gallery, and production notes. This one, I saw it when it came out. Uh, I guess it was based off his song, Born in East L.A. Um, I want to say that song came out before the actual movie. And, of course, if you watch the film, it's uh, in the film. So, definitely. Uh, but this one is hilarious. I remember it, it's funny, and then it gets sad at some time, at, at one part, maybe towards the end. Um, but it's definitely awesome. Uh, Jan Michael Vincent is also in this. He's like in it for like a second, but he's still in it. And it's really cool. All right. This next one, this one I picked up, uh, not too long ago. I have the first two and I was never really satisfied with, with this film because the first two were awesome. And this is M night Shyamalan's glass. Uh, stars James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, and Samuel L. Jackson. You cannot contain what they are. All right. M. Night Shyamalan begins together two of his standout original films, Unbreakable and Split, in this explosive all-new comic book thriller. Elijah Price, also known as Mr. Glass, Samuel L. Jackson, finds David Dunn, Bruce Willis, uh, pursuing Kevin Wendell Crumb, Superman, Superman figure, uh, the Beast, James McAvoy, in a series of escalating encounters, Price, armed with secrets uh, critical to both men, emerges as a shadowy orchestrator. Bonus features, alternate opening and deleted scenes, commentary with or introductions with M. Night Shyamalan, a conversation with James McAvoy and M. Night Shyamalan, Bring the team back together. David Dunn versus the Beast. Glass decoded. Breaking glass. The stunts. 
Connecting the Glass Universe, M. Night Shyamalan Behind the Lens, and more. Okay. Um, I remember I was super excited for the for this one. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, they say a lot of his movies suck. Uh, I'm one of those ones that liked everything he did, even that uh, Last Airbender. I don't have that in my collection. I didn't like it that much, but I, I did enjoy it for what it was. Uh, my son Kyle tore that movie apart because we went and seen it, and he was a huge fan of um, whatever the animated show it's based off of. Uh, someone you guys are screaming the title, but anyway, so he he didn't really care for that film. I enjoyed it for what it was, but anyway, um, on out of M Night's films, my favorite is Unbreakable. I know a lot of people go to the Sixth Sense or Signs or one of his other ones. I thought Unbreakable was awesome. Uh, I love the whole comic book angle dealing with um Elijah Price and uh, David Dunn. I thought that was really cool because he was like. I remember his son believing, thinking he was a, a superhero, but he didn't think so because he had all these powers because of things like he watch Unbreakable. Anyway, uh, fast forward to whatever year Split came out. I went and seen that just because it was an M. Night film. And when you see those films, you always know that there's some kind of uh, twist ending. So I remember watching that film, enjoying all of it. I thought um, James McAvoy did an amazing performances with all the different uh, split uh, personalities, as well as that one little blonde girl from The Witch. Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, she's a little cutie. But anyway, that film was awesome. I loved every minute of it. And then when it was over, I remember thinking, well, where, where's the twist ending? I mean, spoiler alert if you guys have not seen any of these films, or split mainly. Um, and at the end, you see the, the, the you hear a news uh, broadcast going on. These people are in a um like a little cafe, and then they were watching the news. And then one of the girls kind of like, hey, that they were talking about the beast and all that. And like, hey, that reminds me of that one guy that uh, always got hurt, and because it's real simple, and I can't remember his name. And then you hear someone person, uh, you hear a voice saying, "Mr. Glass," and then we see Bruce Willis. And the first time that I saw that in the theater, I like flipped out. I was just so excited. I could not believe this was tied into Unbreakable. And I just like basically almost jumped out of my seat. You know, my wife asked her how I was. And I was like, what the? I wanted to, what the fuck? Oh, shit. I wanted to yell that in the theater, but I didn't. Uh, I remember a lot of people turning around like, what, what, what? I said, you don't know who that guy is? And they're like, no. And I said, did you guys see Unbreakable? And a lot of people went, no. And I'm like, well, fuck. I can't explain it to you then. But anyway, for as a fan of Unbreakable, being my all-time favorite M. Night Shyamalan film, I was just so juiced. Like, oh, my God. I cannot wait for the third film. Flash forward to what year the hell? What year was this? Um, 2000-something. I don't remember. Um, I have my glasses on everyone Um, but I still can't see where this is at I don't have it pulled up on IMDB or anything but I'm just trying to read this small little print at the bottom Um, <laughs> dang it 2019 is that this came out last year oh, okay well alright whatever uh, 2019. So 
the movie comes out and I was so excited. I saw it the first, uh, the first night and I left the theater like this movie was crap. I only saw it the one time. Um, but if you know me, I'm a completist. So I had to have this one for, uh, damn it, not for my collection. So it'll look okay on the, on the bookshelf or my Blu-ray shelf. So I picked it up. Uh, I haven't watched it since, uh, my daughter, she wanted to see split. So I told her to watch unbreakable first and, uh, after she watched split. So, and then, uh, she watched this. I don't know what she thought about it, but I, I'm definitely going to watch it again. Um, maybe my mind will change, but I didn't, I just remember leaving the theater being mad. Uh, but enough of that. I went on long enough about that whole thing, but definitely check all three of them out. Unbreakable is a must as well as split. But if you have to see how it ends, uh, check out glass. But anyway, uh, on to the next one. This one was kind of surprised to me. I remember seeing it in the theater and not, um, thinking it was gonna be good. This is one of those movies. Well, I want to go to the movies, but nothing else is nothing really good's playing. Playing, but eh, this sounds all right. Let me watch it. And this is did this also come out in twenty nineteen? I want to say it did. Oh, twenty twenty, this year. It must have been early, early this year. But anyway, uh, this is Peppermint. Uh, stars Jennifer Gardner, and it's from the director of Taken. I think I have taken. No, I do. I have the first two. I don't think I have the third film. But anyway, um, let me see. Young mother Riley North Garner awakens from a coma after her husband and daughter are killed in a brutal attack on the family. When the system uh, frustratingly shields the murderers from justice, Riley gets out to transform herself from citizen to urban gorilla, channeling her frustration into personal motivation she spends years in hiding honing her mind body and spirit to become an unstoppable force indulging the underworld the lapd eluding the underworld and lapd and the fbi as she methodically delivers uh, her personal brand of justice from the director of taking this film is being hailed by critics as a total adrenaline rush from start to finish. Uh, bonus features, justice, feature commentary with director Pierre Morel. Mor- I think that's how you say it. Um, 2018 is when this came out. I think it came out on Blu-ray in 2020. Okay, I was going to say, I don't remember being earlier this year. But anyway, Peppermint. This film was fucking pretty good i remember sitting in the theater not thinking it was gonna be all that man i love jennifer gardner she's she's a beautiful woman and uh i really liked this film it was kind of surprised to me i mean it, it's not much it's not very long it's only an hour and 42 minutes but i was surprised on how good it was um it is sad uh with the beginning when she loses her family but once she gets into full vigilante mode and she just like really kicks ass so I love that film. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely check it out. I want to say it's streaming on Showtime. Uh, if you have that, uh, definitely check it out, though. All right, this next one. Uh, this is a film I talked about it on the regular E Society show. Um, this one came out in 2009, I believe. And this is 
uh, from the producer of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Hero. This is Blood, the Last Vampire. Uh, from producer of Hero and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon comes Blood, the Last Vampire. Based on the cult hit anime series, demons have infested Earth, and only one warrior stands between the dark and the light. Uh, Saya, a half a half human, I think that's how I say her name, a half human and half vampire samurai who preys on those who feast on human blood, joining forces with a shadowy society known as the Council. Saya, Saya, say however you say her name is dispatched to an American military base where an intense series of sword fights leads her to the deadliest vampire of all. And now, after 400 years, Saya's greatest hunt is about to begin. Special features, making a featurette, battling demons, behind the stunts featurette, and a storyboard gallery. Um, This stars... What the heck is her name? Hmm... Gina, Allison Miller, and Liam Cunningham, J.J. Field, and some Japanese names I will butcher if I try to pronounce. But anyway, I only seen this once. I saw it in the theater. Uh, I remember seeing the trailers for it, and I saw a little bit of the anime uh, a while ago. But so I was like, you know, this is this sounds awesome. I love vampire films, first of all. So I knew it was going to theater, but the area I live in, they don't get these indie films. So I knew it wasn't going to be here. I thought it would be playing in Reno. I uh, didn't go there, but it was playing in the Bay Area in one theater. And I think it was in yeah in Berkeley. So I like one time I just raced down there because I wanted to see it really bad. Because it only had like maybe a couple weeks showing. And I live five, six hours away from the Bay Area. But I had to see this film. So I hauled ass down there and I went and seen it. Plus my son lives down there, so I stayed at his house. But. Uh, definitely an awesome film if you like vampire movies and samurais and all that so it's, it's definitely one to check out i haven't seen it in a while so i, I had to pick it up uh, finally uh for my collection and i'll uh i'll have to check it out and uh, maybe i'll come on and do a review for one of the uh, 31 days of horror east society's 31 days of horror all right the next one uh this is a film that came out in i want to believe if it wasn't the 90s it was the early 2000s Hmm. Where are we? It says 2014, but I don't think so. All right, here it is. Uh, two, 2005, and this is Rennie Harlan's Exorcist, The Beginning. Uh, the prequel to The Exodus. Exodus. The Exorcist, uh, the scariest movie of all time. I have not seen The Exorcist in a really long time. I remember it scared the hell out of me when I first saw it, but I remember watching it. Uh, well, I kind of one of the movies when I first got together with my wife and we watched it, and I remember it not being as scary. It's still creepy and it is a classic, so uh, I have it in my collection somewhere. I don't have to dig it out and watch it, but um, all right, here we go. Let me see. Having abandoned his faith of God, Father Marin, I think that's Marion Marin, I don't know. Uh, Stalin's Gosgar joins a British archaeologist, archaeological exhibition in kenya where an inexplicably pristine christian bazatine i don't know uh church has has been uh unearthed looking as if it had been buried on the day and it was the day it was looking like it was buried on the day it was completed 
Uh, but beneath the church, something much older sleeps, waiting to be awoken. Uh, as madness swiftly descends upon the villagers and British soldiers, uh, I'm sure I'm saying this last name wrong. I don't remember really. I haven't seen Exodus in forever. But Marin witches, uh, helplessly as atrocities are committed against an innocent village, atrocities he has been he has seen before and prayed never to see again. The blood of the innocents follows freely on an East African plain, and the horror has only just begun in the place where evil was born. Marin will finally see his true face. Special little features. Commentary with director Rennie Harlan and behind-scenes featurette. Okay. From what I remember, um, this is the second film they made. Uh, they made the, I guess it was called Ex. Exodus, uh, or Exorcist Dominion. Um, I think they made that one and they just didn't like uh, how it was. I don't think Rennie Harlan directed that one. Uh, at least I don't think so. But anyway, um, he, they directed that, or they made that film. The, uh, who made this? I want to say Warner Brothers, but I'm not sure. Um... Yeah, Warner Brothers. So, so they made that first film, and um, they just didn't didn't like it <laughs> for some reason. Uh, so I was kind of like, uh, okay. And um, so they told him to go back and make another film. Uh, I'm like, wait, what? I mean, so they didn't really release that film until much later when it came out uh, on uh, – DVD is when I seen it. All right. Um, so they didn't release Dominion in the in the theater. They they said, you know what, we don't like this one. Uh, we're getting another director. We're keeping all the same actors and kind of the same story, but we're gonna redo the whole film. So they redid the whole film, and this is uh, the Exorcist, the beginning. Uh, I did enjoy this one. I liked it. Dominion I seen once, but I don't really remember it. Um, that was directed by Paul Schrader, Schrader. Um, and it still stars uh, Stellian Skarsgård. I think that's how you say his name. Um, and it, it this was also made in, or it came out in two thousand five. Um, was that the release date as well? Hmm. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, August 2005. Yeah, okay. So this came out, also came out in 2005. So Warner Brothers had a lot of money to throw at them to just remake the whole film again. So they remade it, and this is uh, the one they got, Exorcist, the beginning. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I know a lot of people didn't even like uh, the sequel to The Exorcist. Uh, I think part two was called The Heretic. I seen that once. I don't even remember it at all, but I remember not liking it. Exorcist 3, I really did enjoy that one, but I don't remember it. I haven't seen that in forever. I know I have that in my collection, so I'm definitely going to have to rewatch that. Uh, but Exorcist, the beginning, definitely uh, check that out. Um, this next one, this one is a film by John Frankenheimer. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm saying his last name right. Uh, but this is Robert De Niro in Ronin. This film came out in... It wasn't the late nineties, it was early two thousands. Uh 
know it didn't come out in 2017. I think that's when this uh, Blu-ray came out. When did this come out? Hmm. I can't. I need to find it. I guess I should pull it up. Uh, this is an Arrow release. And uh, if you guys know Arrow, they kind of do their their back uh, cover stuff really small. Let me see. Nineteen eighty eight or uh eighty eight nineteen ninety eight. Um, this stars this is Robert De Niro, Jean uh, Reno, and Natasha McMaloney. I think that's how you say her name, and also uh, Stellan Skarsgård again, Sean Bean, and a bunch of other people. Um, nineteen ninety eight. I saw this in the theater. Um, the Zisu and I were gonna do an uh, ESP rewind and talk about this i just need to watch it again because i do not remember this film at all uh okay let me see Man, this synopsis is long let me read the one on imdb i'm sure that one is shorter uh plus this writing is super small um let me see uh a freelancing former u.s intelligence agent tries to track down a mysterious package that is wanted by the Irish and the Russians. Again, I do not remember this film at all. <laughs> but I remember there was car chases and everything. Uh, but I do remember thinking it, was, it wasn't all that. But that was a long time ago. I mean, uh, I'm going to have to just rewatch this and uh, give you guys. Because uh, when I saw it, I was younger. And now I'm an old fart. So I'm sure my mind will change on that one but yeah ronan definitely check it out i do remember liking the car chases and all that in it but all right this next one i just actually picked this up today because uh we're gonna be covering it over on the horror returns presents the action returns it's a uh sister show to the horror returns if you guys aren't listening to them definitely check out that show it's awesome uh but i am a part of that network uh brian and i uh we started the action returns and this uh film i'm about to talk about we're going to be talking about into more detail on that one. Also doing an action Jackson. If you haven't seen that one, uh, I just, I haven't seen that in forever. And it was, I watched it today and uh, it's awesome. Hilarious as well. Um, but this is a scream fire scream. Yeah. Why is this part of the scream factory? Why it can't be just shout factory? Cause this is not a horror film, but anyway, uh, this is a film that came out in 1986. And this is Sylvester Stallone in Cobra. Crime is a disease. Meet the cure. This film is awesome. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Lieutenant Cobretti Stallone is a one-man assault team whose laser mount sub submachine gun and a pearl-handed Colt Corp. Uh, a pearl handle handle handled. Handle out. I'm tired. It's late. A cult 45 spit pure crime stopping venom. Director George P. Cosmatos, uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2, and Tombstone teams up again with Stallone for the thriller pitting Cobretti against a merciless serial killer. Uh, the trail leads to not only the murderer, but also an army of psychos bent on slashing their way to the new order and killing witnesses and a, and killing a witness Brigitte Nielsen along the way 
Uh, fortunately, her protector is Cobra, a man who delivers vigilante justice like no other. Uh, the special features, this is a lot on here. A 2K scan from the original, stock and slashing, interview with actor Brian Thompson. Uh, Meet the Disease, an interview with actor Marco Rodriguez. Uh, Feel the Heat, an interview with anchor or with actor Andy Robinson, a new double crossed, an interview with actress Lee Garlandston. A uh, new work of art, an interview with actor Art LaFleur, audio commentary with director George P. Cosmos, uh, vintage featurettes, teaser trailer, theatrical trailer, and still gallery. Okay, this film is awesome. I loved it then. I loved it when I saw it later, and I'm, lo- I'm loving it now. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching this right after I uh, finish recording this episode for you guys. But uh, definitely check out the Action Returns. If you follow us on uh, on Facebook or Instagram and all that, uh, I'm well. Definitely, I'll tweet it out um, the the links and everything, and also put the link on the Facebook page for East Society. So definitely check that out. But this film is fucking awesome, and I love this film. Uh, the poster was just a total ripoff from uh, Terminator with his uh, laser, his little I can't remember what kind of gun he had uh, with the laser sighting on it. So, but this they put the laser sighting on a submachine gun. I don't remember him using it much in it, but I don't know. I haven't seen this in a while. But this film is still awesome. It's just pure 80s Stallone shoot 'em up movie. Uh, save the girl and, and kill the bad guys. The, I, the only problem I had with this film was that uh, uh, the way of the new world, uh, the new order, whatever that gang was of these crazy people with knives and hatches and everything. Because there's scenes in this film, especially in the beginning of uh, this like whole crew and they're like banging axes together like hatchets and axes and knives and what have you they never really explain who that is they just kind of show a dude in the beginning that was crazy and then they show this guy they called the night slasher or something like that that goes around uh, killing people in the night I thought they would do at least talk about the little crew that that guy was a part of but they don't at all so i'm kind of like yeah okay i mean <laughs> i would have liked some explanation but they, they they didn't give you anything i remember this film isn't that long i want to say it's only uh yeah it's only 87 minutes so it's it'll shoot by really quick the 80s action films go by like that not like today when they're like two and a half hours three hours but anyway um, I am going to step away from the mic for a second because I got to grab uh, the other couple movies that I got and then that'll be it. So uh, I'll be talking still. Hopefully you can still hear me, but I don't know. Getting old sucks, everyone. Uh, I don't know if you heard me, but I know you can hear me now, but. Uh, okay, these are two still books. Um, Shout Factory, Scream Factory, whatever you want to call them. They were having a still book sale. So I wanted all of them, but I, I only got two. Uh, but the first one, oh, excuse me. This is a film that came out in 1991. Uh, this is a sequel to, I think that first film came out in 88. And that was a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. This one is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, a.k.a. Bill and Ted Go to Hell. (sighs) 
Wild Stallings Ride Again and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, the titular <laughs> time travelers aren't making history. They are history. When an evildoer from the future sends eviler, ro eviler robot twins of Bill and Ted to assassinate and replace good uh, non-robot Bill and Ted, the guys wind up face-to-face -face with the Grim Reaper, William Sadler. Uh, can the now dead duo escape defeat their evil doppelgangers and win their battle of the bands concert. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's a good synopsis. Uh, special features audio commentaries with actor, Alex winter and producer Scott crop. I don't know. I think that's how you say his last name and screen screenwriters, Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon, Bill and Ted go to hell Revisiting a bogus journey featuring interviews with actors Alex Winter, Keanu Reeves, and William Sandler. Uh, producer Scott, I'm not going to try that last name again. Production designer David L. Snyder. Composer David Newman. Production illustrator Simon Morton, or Morton, or however you say his name. Uh, special effects designer Kevin Yag Yager. And more in a theatrical trailer. Uh, this was directed by Peter Hewitt. Um, I saw this that night it came out. I enjoyed it. I've seen it man multiple times on just like TV and cable and all that. But uh, I have the steel book for the first film, so I had to get the steel book for this one. And when Bill and Ted face the music, which comes out uh, this Friday in theaters and online or on demand, uh, I think I'll be watching it on demand. I'm still not ready to brave the theaters yet, but. Anyway, uh, I'll definitely get that uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music Steelbook when that comes out. All right, this is the last one, everybody. This is a film that came out in 1982. Uh, this is the first film or the third film in the series, and this is Halloween season, Halloween three season of the witch. Uh, this is directed by. <laughs> Oh, Tommy Lee Wallace is the director. Okay. Uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill are producers. Uh, music by John Carpenter and Alan Howarth. <sighs> John Carpenter presents the third chilling film in the Halloween franchise. When a terrified toy salesman mysteriously attacked and brought to a hospital babbling and clutching the, the year's most popular Halloween costume, an eerie pumpkin mask, director Daniel Chalice, Tom Atkins, uh, The Fog and Night of the Creeps, is thrust into a terrifying, terrifying Halloween nightmare. Working with the salesman's daughter, Ellie Daniel, traces the mask to Silver Shamrock Novelties Company and its founder, Connell Cochran. Uh, Dano, yeah, I don't even want to say his last name. Uh, he was the, little, the main head guy in uh, Robocop. Anyway. Uh, Ellie and Daniel uncover Cochran's shocking Halloween plan and must stop him before trick-or-treaters across the country never come home in this terrifying thriller from the writer-director Tom Lee Wallace, Stephen King's It. Special features, a new 4K scan from the original negative, audio commentary directed by Tom Lee Wallace, audio commentary with actor Tom, Tom Atkins, standalone The Making of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, featuring Tom Lee Wallace, actress Tom Atkins, Stacey Nelkin, stunt coordinator Dick Warlock, and director of photography, Dean Cudney, and more. 
uh, Horrors, Hollowed Grounds, love all that. Uh, revisiting the original shooting locations with host Sean Clark and Tommy Lee Wallace. Interview with makeup effects with artist Tom Berman. Still gallery, theatrical trailer, TV, and radio spots. This film is awesome. I love it. I loved it the first time I saw it and love it every every time I watched it. I definitely had to have this steel book. Uh, I love the uh, the new art uh, work they did for the front and the back. Um, this is basically the go around, the first go around Halloween three from Shout Factory. They just threw it in the steel book, and if you know me, when they put things in steel books, they always get my money. I think this is like the third time I had to buy this film on Blu-ray, but I love it. Uh, if you do follow us on, on East Society, you go to the Facebook page where I made a video. I think I put that video on. I know I put the video of me uh, at some of the Salem's Lot locations, uh, the, the the TV film, um, uh, when I was up at the Zisus one time. And the Zisu told me, hey, have you seen Halloween 3? He'd never seen this film. So he told me, because I know where they filmed it. So it wasn't that far of a drive from his house. And I went to the factory, the Sil Silver Shamrock factory. It's still standing and there is a little plaque on it saying this was a, a famous location, a movie shop. Uh, it's pretty much vacant and run down, but it, if you see it, you know, especially if you've seen this film, you know it. Plus, there's a, a, right around the corner, basically across the street, is a little storefront where they show Tom Atkins walking and everything. So I thought that was awesome. As a fan of this film, it was definitely uh, a place for me to go. I love going to old movie lo locations and seeing things for like in person. So. Also saw the uh, the motel where uh, they were staying at, and all that all all that ha hijinks and all stuff happened over there. But definitely something uh, worth checking if you're uh, along the coast in the California in the Eureka area. I can't remember the town it was in. Watch my videos on uh, Facebook, or if you follow uh, East Society on Instagram, uh, I did put uh, that vi those videos on there. But anyway. Uh, really quick, let me run through back uh, the ones I picked up. Um, Cheech and Chong's up, up in Smoke, Cheech and Chong's next movie, Born in East L.A., Glass, Peppermint, uh, Blood, The Last Vampire, Exorcist, The Beginning, Ronin, Cobra, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, a.k.a. Goes to Hell, and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I believe that is all that I have gotten lately. Um, I know I have a couple more, but I don't remember. Um, see, that's the problem, everyone. I buy them, and I just set them on the shelves, and I just kind of forget about them. But, uh, oh, I do have lockup. I think I talked about this on one of those episodes. But anyway, I remember when I was in the, the Walmart today when I bought um, Cobra, I was looking at lockup, and I was going, did I buy that one? And I guess I did because here it is. Um, Everyone, again, thank you so much uh, for listening to my updates here. Follow me. On Instagram, uh, at Blu-ray Nez, where I take pictures and I post uh, videos, unpackaging videos and stuff like that. Um, and then shoot on over to or listen to everything here on Anchor. Uh, all the Zisu's uh, BBQ, Big Brother Quarantine uh, breakdowns, as well as NBA, NBA uh, check-ins and everything else we do on here. So uh, this has been a longer, probably one of the longest Blu-ray uh, updates I've done, mainly because I started rambling about other. But anyway, uh, this is a good test for my little mixer right here. But uh, the, I, the, if anyone knows how to work these things, um, please get a hold of me and help me uh, figure out what all these knobs do because I do not know. Uh, it sounds all right to me on my end. I don't know how it's going to sound when it gets out, but we'll see, everyone. I'm still working on it.
Uh, I was using my other little um, interface thing, but then I got this because I wanted to try it out. So, but uh, like I said, on my end, it sounds good, but I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Do check out everything over on the regular uh, E Society uh, network. Network. Uh, they have the the main E Society show over on the Skaterness Podcast Network. Uh, you can hear all that. Um, just search Skaterness or Macnez. Uh, in the search engines or anywhere uh, you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we are on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, uh, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio, and Overcast. Just search MacNez or SkaterNez Podcast Network and listen to everything over there. We got a new show coming uh, hopefully really soon. Um, and I think that's going to be it, everyone. Um, Come back next time and have another one uh, of these. And I don't know when that's going to be because uh, I usually kind of space these out. Um, I'm not made of money, everyone. so I buy them when I can. <laughs> uh, but I do have some coming in the mail, so definitely uh, I'll probably do another one. I usually try to get at least five or six before I do one of these episodes. I know I had, what, nine, one, two, three, four, five, oh, 11 the, this time. It's probably why it's so long. But anyway. Uh, Everyone, again, thank you so much for listening. And that is going to be the end of this episode. And I will talk to you all next time. So until then, uh, crazy world out there, everyone. It's just we've never lived through anything like this. Well, you're my age or younger. But, um, yeah, uh, we all got to live together. Let's all be safe together. Let's all stand together. And let's all party together. So until next time, everybody. Party on, be safe, wear your masks. I love you all, and peace out.